the um, Rambam. Mission number five is the mitzvah of tefillah, of prayer. Says the Rambam, which is la'avo, the mitzvah is to serve God. It says it, which repeated twice, to serve our God. And it says, and furthermore it says, and to you we should serve. Even though it's a more a broader principle to serve, you can interpret it in multiple ways. In fact, you can probably think about multiple ways to serve God. It can mean, really mean anything. Serving God can be anything from actual avoda, perhaps in the base of Megdash, to just any any mitzvah, any mitzvah really. The Sifri tells us to serve means tefillah. To daven, to pray. But the Sifri also points out to serve also is through Talmud Torah. So perhaps next week we'll discuss the, uh, the connection um, or the duality of serving as it manifests itself both in Tefillah as well as in Talmud Torah. But for now, the Ram is telling us the avoda is through tefillah. As we know, we'll see in a minute. Ezu avoda shvelev zuhi zuhi tefillah. Uve mishnas shalabi elazer benos shalabi yosegli amar minayin leoker tefillah leiker tefillah mitzvah miyecha as Hashem lekachatira vosatavo. The Pasuk says you should serve God. You should fear God. Excuse me, and Him you should serve. Okay, so serve him in the temple, serve him with, uh, directly to pray to him, etc. So very simple. Right now the Rabbi is saying, seemingly a quote, a couple took him, all are indicating that there's an idea of serving. What does it mean to serve? So the Rabbi is saying, I mean, you can argue he's making a jump. He's making an assumption. Again, serving can mean many, many things. We'll see in a minute the Ramban may accuse him of this. But for the Rambam, once you assume avoda means tefillah, so then avoda, the term avoda to serve shows up all the time. The Rambam just, you know, as evidence in the Rambam right here. So therefore, there's a mitzvah's ase command to David. Says the Sifri, just the Sifri quote, it's always good to see the primary sources. Again, the Sifri is uh, from the Tanoic period. It's one of the parallel sources to the Gemara. Ma avoda, what does it mean to serve? Zutzila, this is tvila. Atomer zutzila, oina ela avoda. You might think, so Zafriya is basically asking our question. You might think the word avoda to serve really connotes like service in the temple. See, why would you think it's tvila as in uttering something, sitting around and, and davening? You think it's serving in the temple. You might think, really, it means service. Tamalomer bechol levav mechol navshem. You should serve with all your heart, with all your soul. Can you really serve God in the temple with your heart? No, the temple is a very visceral experience. There's blood, there's sacrifice, there's sprinkling blood. It's a real concrete experience. Right? In fact, the Ramban points out that may be very much part and parcel of the very reason for why there are karbanos. You're supposed to see all that blood and you're supposed to remind you, wait, I did a sin, that blood should be my blood. God gave us this great gift of sacrifice that the animal is going in place of me. Let's not get bogged down on that hashkafa right there. So what does it mean to serve? Rather, how do you serve God in your heart? That means through tefillah. Yes.
substitute because we don't have the temple also? So I'm not going to say it's not a substitute. It's not, it's not a substitute, but it's, it's, we, we say it's patterned after the uh, service of the temple, but it wasn't a substitute because even in the times of the temple, they had tefillah. As we'll see in, very shortly, there were tefillahs Hana. Right, I mean, Hana was in the temple or in the, in the Mikdash praying, which is where our tefillah is patterned after. And we'll see, in fact, the Rav is going to make an argument that we, among the many things we learn from Hana's tefillah is not just the way in which we pray, but also the times in which we pray. But we'll get there in a minute. So tefillah always existed. It's part of, part of who we are as a, as a, as a believing human being. Um, yeah. Okay, but the structure of tefillah and the way, and the way we implement it now, so you say it's just a pattern after and, and maybe the, the times, the times. But I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. But it's not. It's, it's clearly it existed. It existed. It existed in time. Avram, Avram, also Avram. It's like a Yaakov. It's like a Machlok. It's like a Mar. Okay. Fine. Um, what was I just going to say? But you remind me of something else that I don't remember right now. So we'll have to uh, come back to it. Okay. So Tzvila is. I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay, so Tzvila is, tzvila is um, Avoda Shebelev, and that is found there. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I believe the other, we, we're, we're familiar with the, um, the, the, first, the first mission of Pirkei Avos, second mission of Pirkei Avos, that says, Shloshet Varm Olam Kai, Olam Omein, on what? Three things? For Avoda Shebelev. What's Avoda? We always submit Tzvila. I believe the Pirkei Deir Lazar says Avoda is Avoda in the base of Megdash. But then, interestingly, it says, Gimil Chasadim is Tzvila. It's a fast understanding and insight into what Tzvila is. All right. Says the Rambam, what exactly is Tzvila? We have to kind of define then what, therefore, is Tzvila. When we say Tzvila is Daraisa, we mean every part of Tzvila is Daraisa. So the Rambam says, not so fast. Mitzvah Zatzela Spal Bechol Yom. Mr. Rambam found Hilcha Tzvila. Perak Aleph. There's a command to daven every single day. Shenemar, we have Vatzvah Shem Elkei. It's time to serve our God. And we know, as Torah Shabbat Peh tells us, this is Tfilo. He's quoting again the Sifri. There's your source, right? We mentioned in the beginning of this, the Rambam doesn't quote sources too often. The Rambam wrote, he was going to write a source book, and then he never got around to it. But the amount of Tfilos we dive in each and every day, that's not found in the Torah. It's not found in the Torah. The ain't Mishnah Tfilos in the Torah. The, the, the amount of tefillah, the, the structure of the tefillah, the time of tefillah, that's not, that's not Mido Oraisa. The Torah just says Davin. And Rav Shechter always points out, whenever the Torah gives a command that's, seeming, that's seemingly often, it's, we say it's once a day, every day, unless there's other mitigating circumstances. So, again, structure, no. Zman, no. But the fact you should Davin every day, and what exactly that looks like, unclear as of now, but again, the idea that you should daven, that is Midor Raisa, and therefore, and therefore, if there's no Zman, just once day every day, therefore, women and slaves are obligated in Tfilah, as we know, a woman is not obligated in time-bound mitzvahs, but if you tell me that Tfilah is not time-bound, as there's no Zman Kavua, it's not that there's not, you have to finish by the third hour of the day or the fourth hour of the day, and you have to finish by evening, so that suddenly turns it into a regular old mitzvah, and now a woman is going to be obligated in it. Okay, wait, pause right there, by the way. Chacham Avadia and Achuba points out, if this is true, not everyone agrees to what he says here, so Lechorah, he says, the fact that we do have, we've now instituted on a rabbinic level certain time-bound restrictions to our tefillah, Krishma, or even 
psukah de Zimra has to be done by a certain hour of the day, he makes an argument that gives the structured tzvila a time-bound um, structure, a time-bound, excuse me, uh, a, a re- requirement, if you will, and therefore a woman, or a, therefore it's considered a time-bound mitzvah on a rabbinic level, so a woman in the Sephardi world doesn't make brachos on time-bound mitzvahs, she shouldn't say baruch shamar yishtabach for all those brachos. Because Shouldn't. she should not say them. Because now, on a rabbinic level, those are all time bound. I mean, but they can be time bound. They can't say the brachos. Sfardim don't say brachos. Ramam thinks. With Ramam Rebbe Tam? Yes, as long as Ramam Rebbe Tam. Sfardim. They'll do that, but they won't, make, they won't make brachos. Correct. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They won't make brachos. A longer, different conversation. Why yeah. not? No, but no. therefore, again, not everyone agrees, because you can argue at the end of the day, they impose a structure on a non time If you impose a structure on a, on a non time bound mitzvah, does that make it time bound? So again, yeah, he's so making like a rabbinic thing doing a right. So there's a lot limiting that. But okay. Exactly, but he ma- he makes this argument, and therefore he actually thinks this. I don't know if all Spartan Paskin this. You can ask you can ask your wife what her family does. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I believe, I asked a friend of mine, a Spartan friend of mine. He said his wife makes the brachos. I, bl- I believe that's what he told me. Yes. Right. Ask someone. But it happens to be this is this is again interesting, an interesting observation. Again, the Ramah, the the uh, Chacham of uh, is basing it off this. So that's what again. I don't want to get involved in that discussion, but basically, there are a lot of factors factors involved. It also can be part of it. Also, can be what is the status of a bracha? Is it is it bracha or a bracha levatol deraisa derabanan? The Ram might be deraisa for the time will be derabanan. Do we say that? And also meaning. There's a lot of factors to play, but that's beyond, that's beyond what we're going to go through right now. Okay. Then the Ram says, So what exactly is Tzvila? Once the Ram tells us that Tzvila, there's no actual structure from the Torah, or there's no, again, the brachos are all Durabana, and the words we're saying is Durabana, at times Durabana, so what exactly, when the Torah says Davin, so what does the Torah mean, at least on a, on a level of the rice, in the world of Moshe Rabbeinu, as Reis Belevsky always says, in the world of Moshe Rabbeinu, what did it look like? Kachi, this is what it was. A person is mischan and mispal davens every day. First they praise God. So they ask their needs. So they ask God for things. And they request God from God things. Then they give thanks to God. So it's a very, it's, again, our Shemesh is patterned after this. First, you praise God. You say, You then ask for things. And then, These three things are integral for davening on a level of the Raisa. Why that is, I don't want to get into now because, again, we're, we're, we're truncating the shir a little bit. But this is what the Rambam says. And, and maybe we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll explore a little bit of it in a, in a few moments. But at least, on the very least, that's what a person has to do every day. So, in the world before the Antikness Sagadola, that great body got up there and said, this is what Shmon Esri looks like, seemingly every day, people would get up there and they would say, thank you, God, you're, you're great, you're wonderful, please give me whatever I need, and thank you, Hashem, for whatever else again. And then what happened was, and people started forgetting how to do that, and then they had to come along and institute a more formal structure to davening. Any thoughts, comments before we move on? Questions? Anybody got something to say? Yeah, we can do that. You can look in his book. Look in his book, see if it says anything. Okay. So, what does the Ramban say? 
Comes along the Ramban, Nasmanides, and he takes issue with the Ramban. Says the Ramban, This idea of tefillah is not a thief. There's no obligation to daven every single day. So what's going on? Why are we gathering here at all? And listen to what he says. It's actually it's something very powerful. This is one of the great character traits, one of the great chasadim, chesed, one of the great loving kindnesses that God gives to us. That God, the great, awesome, almighty God, is willing to set aside time and listen to the needs of the puny little human beings. If you think about it for a moment, this is one of the philosophical questions when it comes to prayer. Beyond the uh, general one, and the Rub talks about this as well, is like, why should God care about us human beings? Or more important than that, it's really a question from our perspective, who are we to approach the great awesome God and tell him I have needs? Our greatest needs, even if they are the greatest needs, are nothing. They pale in comparison to God. We think we have problems, even if they are the greatest problems in the world. I mean, they really are problems, and they're real, real problems. But like God's looking at history, God's like, I... Like, I have history in front of me. I know problems. I, I saw Holocaust. I saw the Christian. Like, what are you? You think it's a problem just because in your life you have some major tragedy? That's not a So how can we come before God and ask him our, ask him our tefillahs? The obvious answer is, why did he create us then? Again, we can take it back. But I'm, I'm going to deal with it right here. And says, what's the Ramban's answer? This is one of the great chesed of God. God's saying, I created you. Maybe it can say it's in there. And my chesed to you, my great love and kindness is, even though I may be this great, amazing, awesome God, sitting far, in, uh, created the cosmos, created the universe. Now we see with this new telescope, created billions of universes. But I care about each and every one of you. And I want to hear about what you think is, or what seemingly would look like a stupid complaint, because you're just a little human being. For, if, if it's meaningful to you, then it's meaningful to me. Which is, by the way, as, as parents, we've all, we've, we've, all, we've all experienced that. Yeah, kid says something, and if we saw another kid crying at something, like, oh, come on, kid. But when our kid comes to us crying about something, like, as a, if you care about it, then as a parent, I care about it too. So that's what the Ramban saying here. Ramban's saying, Tzvila is not a chiv. Tzvila is a tremendous opportunity that God said to each and every one of us. I'm giving you this ability to talk to me. I'm giving you this ability to, set, to, 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 to have a conversation and a relationship with me. It's, a, it's one of the chesets. Excuse me. I will listen and answer to each and every one of you when you call to me. And therefore, when the passage so what do you do with the passage of you should serve God with all your heart? That we've been, the Rambam quoted continuously. So this part, I didn't totally understand, but I'm going to read what he says. The mitzvah is that every avoda you should do should be full-heartedly. It sounds good, but I don't exactly know what that means practically. So, you should, like, and how is it different from other Talmud Tiel Hashem Lokecha? So, again, I don't, I, I'm not going to, I wasn't, if anyone here has any thoughts on that. But, again, the Ramban has to do some, Ramban, excuse me, Ramban has to do some with that positive. But the point is, the Ramban does not, Ramban, excuse me, Nachman, does not think it's a mitzvah, rather, Tzvila is a gift God gave to us. So, the Ramban is not using the Pasuk as a mitzvah itself? He's no. He's just using the Pasuk as a general Meta idea. principle. Yeah. That you need to in general, serve God. What does that mean? When and what the context? How do you, how do you, what a definition? I have no idea. It's like the Pasukim in Shema, that all of the mitzvahs should be on your heart. So it's interesting. That, that's, he quotes that next. I, I, I cut it out. I believe he quotes that. He said the same way as Vahapta Shemal That's literally what he quotes next. You could have written it. 
Yes, he literally quotes next pasuk. So in, uh, uh, Yair is pointing out, like we say, like there's like a lot of these broad meta principles. So he seems to subsume this under or include this in those broad meta principles with a lot subsumed underneath. Course, uh, again, so much more is, is specific. Yeah, again, I, I'm just I, my point is I, I don't exactly know what beyond that. What are the uh, confines and and how to, and how to delineate exactly what he means? I'm not sure, but um, the point is for the Ramban, it's not a mitzvah. Um, and then he says something very interesting. This is um, he says something very interesting. He says maybe there is an obligation. He says so. What about the pasuk that it says to free? The end of the day, free, which is the, the, the Talmud, which is again parallel to the Talmud says. But avodish uh, zu It is tefila. So how are you going to tell me no? Avodah is just serving God wholeheartedly. But it says it's tefila. So he gets two uh, two explanations. Either he says it's an asmachta, an asmachta we've discussed previously is just sometimes the sages, rather than just saying this is rabbinic, they would find some sort of pasik and use it, that, that pasik as almost like a, a mnemonic device so that people would remember when they read that pasik, oh, there's a rabbinic involved. It's like a way to remember things. It, or it raises the stature of the, of the uh, rabbinic of a restriction or rabbinic, uh, a rabbinic uh, stricture so people remember it more. Not that it's derisive, but rather just, it gives it a certain credence and, and, and stature. Again, you can always, you can always um, call something a smachta. It's a little bit of a, I don't want to say it's a cop-out, but okay. And then he says something interesting. We're going to come back to this in one minute. Or perhaps, he says, there is a mitzvah to arisa, a positive command to daven, and that's just the ace tzara. When it's an ace tzara, when you're in, a, when you're in, a, in dire straits, when there is tragedy, when there is a calamity, when you are in a real need, when you're in a crisis, so then a crisis engenders an obligation to reach out and call to God. So that's what he says. So just to sum, sum the Ramban, sum, summarize the Ramban, he says, there's no mitzvah to Raisa to daven every single day. Rather, God gave us a great gift, we can daven, he'll listen to us. Chesed. Ah, but the Pasuk says you should, daven, you, should daven, you, should, you should serve God. It says serve, it means serve wholeheartedly. Oh, but the Safri says serve God with all your heart. The Istvila, so he says either it's just an asmachta, it's just a, it's a, an illusion, or he says the Isara, when there's a crisis, then there is an obligation to daven. What are we doing timing? Okay, so let's just do, a, I want to go through two of the reasons why the Ramban rejects the Rambam. I think it's important to know. Why does the Ramban reject the Rambam? Why does he do so? What led him to this? So we, there are actually a couple of Gemaras that lead him to do so. One is the Gemara in Sukkah tells us that if you are in the middle of eating and it comes time to shake the lulav, you have to stop, stop eating in order to shake the lulav so you don't miss the mitzvah of lulav, but does not say the same if you are eating and it comes time to daving. So the Ramban says, why not? But if both were daraisa, you should stop your meal for davening as well. That's number one. Number two is that someone who is a Balkari, who has who is a tummy Valkyrie, they cannot daven or learn until they go to the mikvah. That's, that's, that's rabbinic. That's, Ezra was attacking this. They can't daven or learn until they go to the mikvah. We have annulled that decree, although the Hasidim still are mocked on this. To some extent, not really. So the Gemara says, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when it comes to things that are daraisa, da, um, areas, of, uh, areas of ritual that are daraisa, we're not going to... Um, we're not going to waive that, that the raisa. Meaning to say, someone who's a Balkari, yes, you can't dive in a learn, but you still have to do Birch HaSemazon, and still have to say Krishma. So says the Ramban, well, why did it say Tfilo? 
must be from the fact that the Gemara doesn't say tefillah and only says bir- Krishma and says and says bir- Amazon must be that tefillah is only the Rabbanim. Okay, so those are some of his proofs. And there are other people show how, the, how it's not, these aren't proofs. The Kassiz Mishnah points out that if according to the Rambam, tefillah is literally just like a moment, right? So maybe that's how you get out of it. Okay, it's not as, not as, not as pressing. I, just want, I think it's important to see. Okay, where does this leave us? I want to... Rabbi Soloveitchik points something out, and I think this is one of the more famous pieces from the Rav, and I'll, I'll, we're going to end with this. He says as follows. What we have here is a, a, a machlokus between Rambam and Ramban. Ra, Ra, Rambam says there's a mitzvah every single day to daven. The Ramban says there's no mitzvah every single day to daven. Rather, the mitzvah, the raisa of tefillah is the ace sarah. When there is a calamity, when there's a crisis. Says Rabbi Soloveitchik, perhaps one could make the following argument. Really, they're not arguing. They both think there's only a mitzvah to arise to daven based sorrow when there's a crisis. What the argument is, is how do you define crisis? The Ramban is saying a crisis is when there's you know, the enemies at the door, when the army's marching into town. For the Rambam, he's saying no. It's more almost existential. If you look at who we are as human beings, that in a way, our, our very existence there's a certain crisis to our existence. Every moment is a miracle. Every moment we could be struck down. Every moment is filled with the great miracle of being alive. And if you recognize that, so then you're like, oh, I got to daven, I got to thank Hashem, I got to ask Hashem for more. In fact, Rabbi Salvechik points out, and this could also come back to what I said earlier, why do you need to have bakasha? Why do you need to ask God for things? Why is it integral to davening? If I were to say to you, what was the most important part of davening? You'd probably say thanking God and praising God. Why asking for God? Rabbi Salvechik points out because what he, call, he calls it a crisis awareness. When you recognize what you need, that creates the recognition how much you need. So you realize you're in a crisis, so you call out to God. When you call out to God, you realize, oh, I'm calling out to God because I, I lack something. And it creates a cycle of, I need, so I call out to God. I'm calling out to God because I need it. this cycle. Says the Rishalavitchik as follows, read these words inside. The controversy between Nachmanides and Maimonides does not revolve about the conjunction of prayer and sorrow. They're in agreement that sorrow underlies prayer. They differ, however, about the substance of the experience of Tzara itself. For Maimonides, the depth crisis addresses metaphysical, unknown and undefined, and clandestine personal distress. The crisis is encountered in the strangeness of human destiny. Such a crisis is not brought about by extraneous factors or precipitated by coincidental entanglements. Prayer emerges from seclusion, from out of the loneliness of the individual whom everybody save God has abandoned. Man is always in need because he's always in crisis and distress. There's something very powerful about that. That just as who we are as man. The loneliness, the distress. And therefore for the Rambam, Tzvila is the Raisa every single day because every single day, every single moment, there's a certain crisis to our existence. Is the Rambam daven every day? I assume he daven every day. Right. It's a great chesed that he got from HaKadosh Baruch so to sum it up, and next week we'll, well, I hope we'll do a part two. To sum it up, what we have today was as follows. Mitzvah number five was the mitzvah to daven every single day. It says the Rambam that comes from the verse of to serve God. Therefore, to serve God, how do you serve God? In your heart. So that's, that comes through tefillah. The, um, the Ramban says, and the Rambam says that the obligation is only once a day every day. There's no structure to it. That came from the rabbis. But you have to Praise God, request something from God, as he pointed out. Requesting from God, that's very much part and parcel of recognizing the crisis that one is in. It's only through requesting that we recognize how much we are in need, 
which then we recognize how much we owe and how much we're thankful and praise, then the Ramban comes along, and then the rabbis came along and instituted a form of prayer, comes along the Ramban and says, what do you mean? Prayer is obligated every single day. Rather, prayer is a great chesed God bestowed upon us, saying, I care about you so much that your problems are my problems. The only time there's an obligation is based sorrow when there's a crisis. To which Rabbi Salvaji says, actually, the Machlokas says they both agree. Prayer is only when there's a crisis. But the Rambam says every moment, in a way, is a crisis for us puny, little human beings. I wish you all a wonderful week.